There's nothing quite as comforting as gathering around with mom friends and sharing stories. Stories have a way of making us feel better, and they're great reminders that no family is perfect, and that's okay. So join us as we share some stories and laugh, learn, and grow together. It's the iMom Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the iMom Podcast. My name is Abby, and I'm with Chloe and Susan and Megan again. We're so glad that you came back another week. Um, This week, we're going to talk about gossip and how to talk to your kids about gossip, how to help them resist the temptation to gossip, and also to um, keep themselves away from being the topic of gossip. And um, we had a weird story, this weird story to tell this last year in school, my older son had an issue with a classmate. He didn't have the issue. Word was going around about this classmate. And um, questions came home from administration about, you know, instances, things like that. And then we all got an email that said, please encourage your kids to not spread rumors. Um, And we didn't, parents didn't know really anything about what was going on, but it was like basically just enough information for all of us parents to know something was happening, Mm -hmm. but not enough to be able to actually talk to our kids about it. And so we ended up, a few moms and I, yes, a few moms and I ended up like sending texts to each other, like, do you know what this is about? What is this about? And I'm like, "Ah." so, and then finally one of the moms emailed administration and was like, this isn't helping. We need either more information or spill the tea says exactly (laughs) so I ended up saying to my son I was like so what's going on with so and so and he said I don't know and I said perfect I said great that's a great answer Mm -hmm. you don't know if it comes comes up at school just yeah toe that line and you don't need to know you do not need to know right so yeah today I wanted to talk about like how we um just how we approach that with our kids how we resisted ourselves as women so my question for you guys do you think it's gotten worse over the years um has gossip always been intense as intense as it is now or has the ability to be anonymous kind of made it a little bit of a bigger deal among kids, you think? And by anonymous, I mean a lot of people spread the gossip through social media and, mm. and things like that. Okay, so I think just kids know how to gossip more today because entertainment and media have changed so much and they watch it so much mm-hmm. earlier. When you think about what people used to watch to what they do watch today, um, they learn how to be mean younger. Mm-hmm. So that makes it worse. Then I think, of course, social media and everything, but that's a little bit older yeah. than maybe your your boy's age right. has definitely made it easier to gossip. And we have to realize they are kids. They're immature, so they don't have filters. They don't know what's right or wrong, and they get caught up in it. With it, oh, And are we really even teaching about it? So I'm glad we're talking about this. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Chloe? Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, gossip was a really big issue for me growing up. I think just, I you know girlfriends and the curiosity and all that. So I, I don't know if I can say it's gotten better or worse. I just know it's it was an issue when I was growing up. I think it's an issue now. <laughs> yeah. Megan, do you have a thought on that? I agree. I think it's probably always been a thing. I mean, you see movies of back in the day or whatever, and you see these like, you know, women in these small towns and, you know, I think it's always been a thing. I think it could just spread more quickly now and be more widespread just because of social media and the internet. Um, And I do think there's a really fine line between, like you said, information sharing and gossip like when does it cross Mm -hmm. cross that line yeah well and Susan what you said really I think is is a big part of it is that now there's so much celebrity gossip out there 
and kids just hear more gossip because it's part of um, all the media that we consume. And do you think that celebrity gossip or, or chiming in on that is harmless? Or do you think that it's sending a message? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of setting you up for the right answer here. But you know, if like if, if you say to your husband, oh, I just saw that so and so and so and so got a divorce, <laughs> then I mean, are you telling your kids that it's fun and exciting to talk about people that aren't that's not your business? Well, I think at the heart, it's it's kind of setting an example for delighting in something that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And so kids are seeing that it's it's interesting and intriguing when somebody does something wrong or bad or embarrassing. And so we like to talk about it, which is wrong. Yeah. I'm having a little bit of a crisis right now listening to this conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just feeling really convicted <laughs> just about a lot of stuff. But I, we know how you stalk the entertainers, I Chloe. <laughs> I do, but I'm. you're right. I'm, I mean, what you just said boils down to the basics of it is delighting in something that's wrong and well and we justify it by saying well a celebrity puts themselves in the spotlight it's part of what they signed up for or we don't know them personally Mm -hmm. or something like that yeah yeah that's a it's a tough one so in times that you have gossiped or um maybe if you've seen kids gossip or teens gossip what do you think is at the root of it why do you think they're doing it? Oh, gosh. I know for me, like, I really – I I had a – you know, I've talked about my high school relationship on this podcast before, but um, just had a lot of rumors spread about me and a lot of gossip. I was the center of a lot of gossip because – No. Yes, I – well, I wasn't. My boyfriend was, but because of that, I was a part of it. Um, so I wanted to gossip about other people to get the attention off of mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's like revenge and or – Deflecting. Deflecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big deflecting. And I do think for kids who like that kind of popular scene, it is a way to create conversations and control. Mm, um, control. And I, I think that's why it's more girls than boys. In my experience, even when I was a camp counselor, I had mm. boys. They just didn't get into it as much. Yeah. But maybe that's changed now too. I don't know. I did some research and it was conflicting. Some some studies found that boys and girls gossip the same amount. There were other ones that said that men that men and women gossip the same but the topics are different and that hmm. for men it's more about status and women it's more about um like just the goings on of you know things so i think that guys do gossip it just sounds different maybe it's not as catty <laughs> i feel like when guys gossip it's like they walk in, drop a fact, and then they don't want to continue yeah. discussing it and you're like, like what? <laughs> like something that happened on the field or something like yeah they totally yeah, you know. and then they don't want to talk and about it And then you want to dive in, yeah. and they they shut down. You're like, wait a minute, you just gave me this, and now we're not going to talk about it. Yeah. Yes. That's not cool. Although you missed our producer, Bobby, was rolling his eyes like, no, guys, don't gossip. <laughs> oh, okay, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> He's disagreeing with us. We're going to have to throw well, this over to I the All Pro Dad podcast. Walk in, my husband will walk in and tell me something, and, and he will say one thing, and I will ask about a bajillion follow-up <laughs> questions, and he will have no, no answers. answers. Yeah, and I'm like... You cannot do this. You I, cannot do well, something like that and then have no other information. I was yep. like, well, let's we just didn't talk about it. And I was I, like, oh. yeah, I saw this TikTok where this girl was like, my husband's best friend is getting a divorce. He has no information on it. He doesn't know why. He doesn't know when. He doesn't know anything about it. And he's just okay with yeah. that. He just said, oh, I'm so sorry, man. And yeah. they were done. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yep. That's like a running joke between me and my husband. It's like, he'll say something and I'll ask and he'll say the exact same thing again. Like, for example, with that, so-and-so is getting a divorce. Oh, well, what happened? So-and-so is getting a divorce. Well, yeah. what happened? What about this? And he just repeats he, until I finally catch on I, that he's saying, I don't know anything else. Yeah. I have told you what I know. <laughs> Quit interrogating me. And so is that, is that complicated for a child? So if a, if somebody had a baby, this is my husband, you know, oh, they did. They had their baby. How much did the baby weigh? What if they named the baby? Mm. He's not going to know any of that. Right. Same thing, but that's a joyful thing versus a divorce. Yeah. So how do kids even really know the difference? Am I seeking information, you know, you know, for good or for bad? Mm. Yeah. I think the bad thing about gossip too is it's like a game of telephone. And then what you might be gossiping about maybe blown way out of proportion or may not even have the facts straight or, or whatever it might be. So that's, I mean, I'm definitely guilty of it, but I feel like when I hear things second and third hand, I'm like, is this even remotely true or is this blown completely out of proportion? Cause sometimes it's just too hard to believe. Right. Mm. And I think that one thing that um, a lot of Christian women especially are guilty of is sharing gossip to make ourselves feel better. Like maybe mm. in the vein of like, well, maybe I'm, I'm not so bad because I don't do that, you know, mm. or at least I'm not that bad or, and, and sharing it in, uh, under the, the false pretense that we care about the person. And we're going to pray for them. Yeah. For Bless them. your heart. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, Megan, say it with the Southern. Yeah. That really is one of my favorite lines. I love yeah. it so much. Yeah. I never say it. It's always ironic. Ironic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think one thing that I, um, I haven't talked to my kids about this yet, but when they get to be a little bit older and they can understand a little bit more, the physiological effects of gossip. So I have talked to my sons about pornography and like we've read good pictures, bad pictures, and the idea that when you see a picture like that, what it does to your brain. And it's similar with gossip because gossip increases levels of oxytocin. Mm -hmm. And you know, like when someone's like, I got something really juicy to mm -hmm. tell you. In fact, Intrigue. it just happened today on our inner office communication. <laughs> Somebody said, I know something I'm sure you know. And I was like, I don't know anything. Tell me whatever it is now. Just tell me. And she goes, no, I know you know this. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then it clicked. I'm like, oh, I do know this. Our coworker got engaged. But for that moment, I, I felt the oxytocin like, yeah. like bubbling up. So you get these like warm fuzzies, kind of that hormone, and it makes you feel good in the short term, but it can form these like pathways in your brain. Same thing with like, you know, pornography. All of a sudden it's like, I want those pathways to be filled. I want the to, to go down this journey again. So when you gossip, you get that hit of oxytocin, you train your brain to look for other things to gossip about. Mm, wow. And your brain can start to then also write these like negative stories to get that hit of oxytocin. So it might not even be gossip worthy information, or you might see something that's not even worth gossiping about, but your brain's like, I'm going to turn this into something that's going to give me that hit of oxytocin. So- why doesn't that happen when we hear something good about somebody? Well, it does it? Does, does the, the same, same thing way? happen? I don't. I don't know. I. I. I don't know. the The research didn't say no, that. No jealousy but, kicks in, and it's a yeah. reverse, probably. Probably. Yeah. Really? I just don't think it's the same. I think mm. maybe there's a different chemical, a different um, mm. good feeling that you get. Hopefully, right when you it's hear just something our good. Desire for the wrong. Yeah. 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 Well, and the goal then is to ask your kids if they want to fix their thoughts on what's good or what's bad. Yeah. And, Ooh, yeah. Does, so and what does gossip do? So, and here's, okay. So if we're talking about gossip or rumors, I think there's three places that your kid can find him or herself. They can either be the spreader, 
of the gossip, the spectator or the subject. So you're either going to be the one that's pushing it around, the one who's watching it get pushed around, or the one about whom it is uh, being being talked about mm. too many prepositions there about whom <laughs> it's being talked about um so i want to just take a moment to talk about those three positions so if you're the spreader if your kid is gossiping ladies would you make her apologize like would you make her actually confront the person oh. if you find out about it megan would i have made you <laughs> i know i've made you apologize for other things oh this is the hard thing because I'm trying to think as a parent, like if the if the other child doesn't know about it and you make your child go apologize, then they find out and you like, you know, it, it's kind of an ignorance is bliss type thing. Like you don't want to tell them that everyone's been doing this. Um, but then if they find out about it, yeah, I think your child yeah. absolutely should should go apologize. Um, I guess it's yeah, I guess it's that's just a case by case thing because I don't know that I would want my child to go up and be like, hey, FYI, everyone's been saying X, Y, and Z because that would just hurt the kids' feelings more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I've um I've seen that play out a couple of times where it's it's been like an ignorance is bliss thing and the person has been made aware like, okay, hey, you know, I said all this about you. And it's like, okay, ouch. <laughs> okay, now I have to forgive you and I have to come to terms with the fact that this conversation has been happening with you and other people I know. Oh, yeah. So I think, Megan, like you said, if there's an instance where it's it's already come to the person's knowledge that people are saying this and you were part of it, that would be the scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you ever, Susan, did you ever have any conversations with your kids, your daughters especially, about how to avoid being the spreader of gossip. I can't remember, but I do have this saying I use all the time. Chloe's going to know this. You know, if if you don't know the answer to something or you feel like something's wrong, leave the table. Mm. Like you can walk away from a situation. And then people do get the impression that, oh, yeah, don't gossip to her because she's going to walk away every time. Mm. Um, she doesn't want to hear. And I just always find, you know, if if you sense that evil is going on or something, walk away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, okay, so one of the reasons I find myself in gossip, and like this isn't the only reason, um, but one of them is I don't want to make the other person feel bad. Like, I don't know how to say, like, to shut it down because then yeah. I'm like concerned about their feeling too. Well, that's what I'm saying. You leave the table. Yeah. You know, I, I've used that with, with, yeah. you, with when you're negotiating, right. wh- whether it's negotiating or in a case like this, you leave the table. Right, right. Because it's good to get away, like you said, if, if that, oxytocin is that Mm -hmm. what you said is going it's good to get away and think okay would i like it if they were talking about me Mm, um so your brain can come back to reality well and chloe to your point i've had things brought to me and granted sometimes i definitely feed into it and ask a million more questions because i want to know but there's also been situations where i really didn't want to know because i knew the person or whatever it might be and like the other person who was telling me didn't know i knew this person really well yeah and i've literally just been like oh really i haven't heard that and and like just kind of changed the subject because I'll just be like, I don't know. I yeah. I don't know. And then I'll just like change the subject because like I said, I really don't want to know. But um, it's it's been super awkward because then that person found out that I was like actually really good friends with the other person. And they were like, hey, can you not say anything? And I'm like, no, of course I'm not going to say anything. Like that would hurt their feelings. But that's another thought always in my mind is like, you don't know who knows who. And 
for, you know, for kids, it could get back to them or anyone, it could get back to them. And that's just, I think I've learned that lesson the hard way before. And that's why I'm always really hesitant to say, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, because you never know who, who knows who, or, or, you know, there could be a friend of a friend and it could get through that way. You just never know. Right. Yeah. It's interesting being the spreader and the spectator like this conversation is kind of overlapping and it made me realize you can't have one without the other yeah you know you're you're not gonna have anyone to talk to if there's no one that's there to listen to it but Chloe what you said about like I don't want to make the person feel bad so if you are with a friend at dinner and she's like oh did you hear about whatever like you you probably can't get up and leave the table then or you can but you have to eventually come back (laughs) because you're at dinner with your friend like I feel awkward in that moment. I don't want to like shame them, mm-hmm. but you know, you have to say, I don't want to gossip. I don't want to, I just don't feel right about it. And yeah. hopefully if you are friends with someone who is, you know, who also wants to grow and be a better person through your friendship, hopefully they'll recognize that and not get offended. And I would want my friend to do the same for me, you know, right. help, help me avoid sin. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I like what you said, Megan, because if you can kind of shut them down with like a comment showing you're just disinterested, maybe changing the conversation. So I think the thing is, we're talking about like us and we're mature and we know a little right. bit more. The problem is I think with children is, you know, you have those innocent kids who really don't realize that they're gossiping. Yeah. They just don't have the the EQ to kind of know what's going on. They're just sitting there listening and then talking to somebody else and maybe the motive of their heart isn't bad. They're just kind of like a part of it. That That's hard to help them see when is it gossip. Yeah. And I think that that means that sometimes they're going to have to mess up and then you have to have yeah. that conversation uh. with them. You say, okay, so what were you feeling when you said that about your friend or when you said that about that little girl, what were you feeling? Was it jealousy? Was it insecurity? Because any negative emotion that you were feeling that was motivating you to say that, that came from a place that's not love or concern. And mm. so we shouldn't say it. Bring out that feel wheel. Yeah. Was this a good feeling you were having yeah. or a bad feeling? Yeah. And I always say, okay, what if, and, um, you know, role play with them. What if you, I was so-and-so and you were the person and I was saying about yeah. you. What are you feeling right now? Yeah. Well, you're not feeling good. Well, that's what they were feeling. That's good. Yeah. Have you guys seen, it's, it was all over the internet a while ago. Um, a woman made her child squeeze an entire tube of toothpaste yes. out onto a, a plate and the kid didn't understand why. And she said, all right, now put the toothpaste back in the tube. And the kid's like, I can't do that. And she said, exactly. That's what our words can do. Like once they're out, you cannot take them back. And I think that's a pretty good illustration that will stick with your kids. That's so good. Or once you put it on social media, kids, yeah, (laughs) it's out. Yeah. 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 Now, if they are the spectator, if they are being like offered gossip, like you said, Susan, you can just walk away, leave the conversation, keep your mouth shut. In the Bible, it says without wood, a fire goes out without gossip, a quarrel dies down. Mm -hmm. So let them memorize that one. Um, think about something nice to say about the person being talked about, mm, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Or say something nice about the person who's starting to do the gossip. And then remember that there's two sides to every story. And I love the verse about, oh gosh, how does it go? It's like honey is soothing to yeah. the soul. And you know, okay, you can you can kind salt, words are like honey. rub it into the wound and yeah. make it worse, or you can be honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So what if your child is the subject of gossip or rumors? So when do you step in? Because you don't want to make it worse, like Megan, like you said earlier about making the child feel worse, that it's now on top of the thing being talked about. Now they have to have this 
one-on-one. So like, when do you jump in to either squash the rumor? Mm. I had, oh my goodness, I can't, I'm, I'm not proud of this. Um, the activity I participated in in high school, I don't even want to say, cause I don't want anybody listening. Say it. Well, I, I'm, I'm not ashamed. I cheered. I'm not oh. ashamed of it. I'm just, I didn't want to bring back any specifics about it. But okay. There was I thought you were going to say something. A rumor that went around about one of the girls um, and some stuff that she did. And her mother at our uh, award ceremony at the end of the year stood up in front of everybody mm. and said, so-and-so is not fill in the blank with yeah. what people were saying that she was. Oh, gosh. And I mean, the it, this room was filled with probably oh. 40 girls, moms. And I was just like, ah, you know, like it was oh, very gosh. uncomfortable. And I'm like, but they were so frustrated because she was so tired of mm-hmm. people being mean and catty about her daughter. Like that can't be the right answer either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say a friend of mine just shared a story with me. Okay. There's two girls. One was her daughter and they were involved in this you know, situation. And, um, she really prayed about it and asked me to pray about it. And I will say she approached the other mother. So this is a lesson to us as mothers. And the other girl was really the instigator. And this mother not only received it, Mm. but asked, invited the mother who told her to then go to the school and let them know how this happened let them to know when it happened so that the school could make sure it never happened again. Mm. And I thought, okay, you know, as moms, how can we receive when our child is like, you said the perpetrator, like she's the one gossiping and spreading the rumors. It's just good to remember, um, you know, how can we collaborate as moms to make sure those people who see our kids all day long can kind of intervene and make sure these things don't happen again. When I was the subject of gossip, it was a lot of people that I did not have a friendship with. So they were just these like random kids at school. Um, and, you know, my boyfriend was older than me, so they were kids who weren't even in my class. So my parents did a really good job of just kind of like, look, you have to know the truth and be okay with like these things going around and not let it bother you. And so that I feel like that was really the only thing that could help me in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, too, encouraging your kids to live in a way that makes it less room for rumors to be spread about them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can't necessarily control what other people are going to say. Sometimes kids are just mean and they make stuff up. But, you know, if your child is a kid that's known for being kind and helpful and respectful of others, then when a rumor does go around, it's less likely that the kids are going to want to spread it. It's going to be less believable. Um, And so I think that... So what do you do when your child is the one that the rumor is going around and the rumor is true? Your child makes a terrible mistake and it's true and everybody knows and Mm -hmm. it's out there and and it kind of... I think you let it... I think you let it die down. I think the whole, you know, when you, when you're on fire, you don't run, you stop, drop and roll because Mm -hmm. oxygen feeds the fire. I think that you maybe go to the source, the one person that you know that has said something and then... And then let it die. Mm-hmm. It's know. it's kind of the consequence of what they did. Right. Yeah. And nothing is hidden from the Lord and it comes out. I will say I have seen kids really hurt. <clears throat> you know, they're kids and they make silly mistakes. And, and, the, and the older they get in high school, they can be really, you know, devastating mistakes. Yeah. I've and seen some, some kids change schools because of it. Yes. And, that yeah. and I right think that's move. okay. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think it's okay. You, you know, 
if it gets so bad that it defines them, you don't want it defining them. Yeah. Um, especially if they've learned and repented and mm-hmm. feel really remorseful about it. Yeah. So any thoughts on what we can do as moms to be better examples to our kids? I think it's a good way to wrap up. Give us some tips mm-hmm. on like how to <laughs> set a better example. Well, we can't get into those juicy details when they come home with anything. That's <laughs> yeah. for sure. We can go, oh, are you gossiping? Because, you know, are you asking me to pray for this child or why are you telling me this? And mm. what's the motive of your heart right now? Yeah, I think that acknowledging out loud, like you're saying, oh, I that was gossip and mm. I'm going to stop. Maybe even mid-sentence, I'm going to stop because I know it's wrong. So showing that you struggle with it and that it's something that you can struggle with and fight against, you know, makes them realize that when they struggle, that they can also fight against it. And you don't want them not to tell you what's going on in school. So I guess the question would be is, okay, to your child, how, what can we do with that information? Mm -hmm. Is this something you need to learn about because you've been tempted to do the same thing? Are you talking about it? Or do we need to pray for this child? Do we, is this child now a victim and we need to have them over to play and make them feel good? Like they're not being ostracized for what they did. I think one thing, my group of friends, I've never been around a group of girls in church who do not gossip as much as like my girl group. Like they are, they're just really, really good about that. And one thing we always say is we're like, hey, I want to talk about a situation. I'm involved in it. If it turns into gossip, you have full permission to stop me. I do not want to gossip. Mm-hmm. And like there have been times where like I've been sharing something and it's turned into that and my friend will say, hey, we're going in the gossip direction. Yeah. So just nice. kind of setting that precedent of like this, I really need to talk about this. This is a temptation. So shut it down if it goes that way. I love that. Mm-hmm. All right, chime in on our conversation on Instagram. You can find us at imom.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the iMom podcast. iMom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization Family First. Along with our fatherhood program, All Pro Dad, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom podcast is hosted by me, Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal.